Welcome to the Makeshift Podcast, hosted by Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs and myself, Corey Stanley from Odyssey CNC. And this week, we have Christy from Twisted Twine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from a lot of things. What's, what's the whole What's the whole thing? Because uh, I always wait till just now to be like, crap, maybe I should actually... Oh, is that what you're there. looking up? I see you're looking at something. I was something. pulling out I was my like, phone, and I'm like, shit, I going to do this intro. Twisted Twine Woodworking. Yes. I was like, I know it's Twisted Twine, but there's got to be more to that. Yeah, somebody else had Twisted Twine, so I had to like narrow myself down to woodworking, so... You know, I mean, that's one of my many uh, because it, apparently Instagram uh, profiles is my hobby. So hmm. but yes, that that's that's the one that uh, that has started it all, I guess I should say. So. Nice. And I think you might you wait, you have a podcast, too, right? Uh, I yes, I've heard, I think I've heard of it. I think probably might have <laughs> uh, making our way podcast making our way with uh, Dean DePlantis and last week's guest, Austin from High Caliber Craftsman. Yeah, how do, how do we get two in a row? I don't know. So it's, almost, it's almost like we're making our way through all of your podcast hosts. <laughs> that would be some really great planning if you guys like could totally like completely line that out. That'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Oh, we'll see if we can swing Dean. <laughs> uh, foreshadowing. <laughs> no, we just look like we're smart. Let it roll. Let it roll. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, one of your other profiles then is, uh, Christy, what is the, uh, what is the name of the Steinman? Yes. Christy Steinman CPA. I I always want to say Steinman. Yeah. It's, I don't know why it, it it does stumble some folks. Uh, but yeah, originally I set it up as Chris, as Christy Steinman CPA, but then you can also find it by Steinman accounting services. So Either way. I was going to say, I wasn't following that one, but I, I looked on your uh, link tree mm-hmm. and there it is. So if they want to follow you that way, they can just click your link tree too. Yep. And then I do the socials follow. for the podcast too. So I've contemplated setting up a, a Instagram account for my cats because I just got, mm-hmm. we just got two kittens <laughs> last month. But then I'm like, okay, then I, and that like crosses the narcissism line, doesn't it? I mean, like how many, how many Instagram accounts is it before you get like, you know, way too social media ish i don't know what's the what's the number i mean it's your cats i mean yeah they're, maybe they're maybe if they're narcissists but I, yeah. I got one for my dog so well i mean you know if i had all, he's on the same one. he's like no it's fine <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not a narcissist my dog yeah. is but <laughs> you're a narcissist Joy. <laughs> well not to offend you but i'm not gonna follow your cats sorry oh, okay. well you know <laughs> but i don't follow chris's dog either <laughs> <laughs> that's why you cover all the bases with all the accounts you know i got the woodworking i got the the cpa one i got the podcast one i feel like i need to fill in an area with pet lovers too but maybe not maybe that's a little too maybe that's a little too much so i i need another instagram account for the the gun woodworking stuff oh yeah because <laughs> i'm posting stuff on stories now and i'm like what do you think it is and every everyone that comments is like i bet it's a gun part we're like, wow, another gun part. I'm like, you know, and and tr- running my account as like my CNC business. Not everybody likes guns. I get really? that. So I'm like, maybe I maybe I'm like pigeonholing myself here a little bit, and I should just like, which Sigwo, who is that's who I'm making the parts for. Mm-hmm. They have an Instagram account. I'm trying to get linked into that, so I'll probably just be posting it on theirs. But I feel like it's good content because it's they're kind of tricky parts to make. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, not everybody's into guns, so I can see where some people would be like, great, this guy's just making weapons of mass destruction over here. (laughs) (laughs) Taking us all down. Yeah. (laughs) I did the uh, Fire and Steel podcast a few hours ago, (laughs) and uh, we talked about you on there. Oh, yeah. With how you're always, that's your, like, typical response now. Like, what are you doing? Making gun parts. (laughs) They're like, wish I could touch a gun ever yeah. yeah toby did it in his american accent yeah yeah totally different world yeah for sure now do you ever run into any like limitations Corey, on that posting that stuff or are your parts so like part specific and not like weapon yeah i don't know? really tag too too many like gun things oh, okay. um so i i haven't had any limitations with that i don't think yet um, yeah, but I know that the, the Sigwo accounts got flagged multiple times. Uh, one of the guys in the shop, he tried to link himself. He's the Cerakote guy that paints everything. And he, so he tried to link his account to the Facebook account. And as soon as it got linked, he got banned. Oh, <laughs> man. He was like, well, that's great. Uh, take care of this guy early. <laughs> yeah. Don't even think about posting something about guns. Got him. <laughs> they were baiting them in probably yeah, yeah. like anybody else anyone, anyone else want to link their account to that one? <laughs> oh boy they were waiting for him yeah they were that's great so, so what have you been up to christy i have actually last night i was at uh jimmy deresta's russellville arkansas oh, yeah. meet and greet um factory tour kind of thing so um oh, i didn't hear about that yeah well Oh, I should I should have shot you, know, you a message. Yeah, what the, what yeah, the heck? I'm sorry, neighbor. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> You're not going to believe this, but he has a podcast too, where he talks about stuff like this. Yes, and well, yeah, I, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, so I, I went down to Russellville, Arkansas yesterday, and uh, took a tour of their factory that they got going on down there, and just the different things that that they're uh, making and having opportunities for other makers to do there. So is that where they make all the Duresta stuff? Like, because I, I know he's got toolboxes, right? And, I think that's part of the plan as they as they get thing more lined out. It's so like fresh, and they've only hmm. got um, like a couple different businesses kind of making their stuff there. But I think that's kind of the long term plan. Nice, but they had yeah, some, they're, make, they're making stuff for other people, right? Yes, two avocado okay. signs. They are on Etsy, and they mm. make massively large custom signs. Hmm. Um, and so I had not seen in person CNC or lasers that were like five by 10 feet. I'd never, you know, I'd just never Hmm. been around that size equipment, but, uh, but yeah, it was a fun little get together and, um, just to kind of see what they got going on there. So I'll be curious to see how that, that grows for them. Is is that, uh, oh, here it is. Two avocados signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just follow them. That's the main one that's doing projects down there so far, but, but yeah, so oh. that was a little road trip. Otherwise, as far as projects, I'm working on a couple leather working projects, actually. My, nice. uh, former father-in-law passed away earlier this year. Oh. And, um, so my niece asked me to take a pair of his boots and turn them into a purse. Hmm. So taking the leather off of the boots, uh, the, tomorrow I'm picking up a piece of cedar 
to use as the base of the purse. So it's kind of like, you know, I'd made a purse that had wood on the walnut on the sides and leather for the body of it. But in this mm-hmm. case, the base of the bag the will be wood and then the sides will be the leather from the boots. Nice. So I'd never done anything like that before, but you know, hey, why not? That's pretty neat. Yeah. So will it will it keep like the laces all around it or, or? Uh, cowboy boots? So there's oh yeah, okay. yeah cowboy boots. Well, so it'll kind of look like that on the on the sides. That's cool. So I think she's really gonna you know my former sister in law she's gonna she's gonna really love it. I like to do those kind of projects. You know the sentimental oh, yeah. connection kind of things. I'm not one to make umpteen of the same thing to try to sell or anything like that so so that's kind of yeah yeah that's kind of my preference so so yeah i got a few of those kind of leather working things and then makers camp i gotta finish my project there i say finish but i gotta do like 95 percent of it still (laughs) but i have started it so i kind of feel like i can just say finish as opposed to i think i just have to finish like 99% of mine. Oh, like I've, I've thought about it okay. for a minute. <laughs> I just got to finish figuring out what I'm going to make. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at. And then I got to make it. Like so 99.9%. <clears throat> You've started the yeah. thinking process. I'm, I'm a solid 100. Okay. <laughs> well, you yeah. know. I think I said earlier in the year that I wanted to make like a tiny pencil sharpener that oh. looked like a cyclone. But now I'm like, well, shit, that's going to be. I've never made like a that small of a scale replica of anything. I'm like, I don't even know where I'd start. Like, I'd even that'd be some tiny parts. At least you're not putting in gun parts. Yeah, I'm gonna do that instead. Being <laughs> in New, York, New York, they probably wouldn't like that. Yeah, are you yeah. are you Corey? Are you flying? Or are you driving out? I haven't decided yet. Oh, okay. So I'm figuring that out. Uh, I mean, obviously, flying would be a much better way to travel. Much uh, faster. Quicker. Yeah. Yeah, much faster. Um, but I'm still hoping I can pull off taking a machine there. Uh, just mm-hmm. haven't got confirmation on that yet. I guess there's a couple other CNC manufacturers there. And I heard they only wanted to have one mm. there at all. So I'm still trying to work the angle of mine's not competition. Like it's it's a rotary. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not a typical three axis. So we'll see. If not, I'll probably fly. But I'm still figuring that out. It'll be here yeah. before we know it. It's right around the corner. I know. Yeah. Where are you staying? <laughs> Me or Christy? <laughs> you. Because I, I thought I thought we had a room. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. We got a room. <laughs> if not, I'm sleeping on your floor anyway. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that would have been awkward if Chris was asking me where I'm staying. So, yeah, Corey, that was, that was your question. But that's okay. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man. Well, so we want to talk about taxes. Are we going to, are we going to jump into that? I know it's terrible to like try to talk about and whatever. And a lot of people probably hate it, but it's like, it's something you just got to do, you know? Yeah. But here, there's so many people that talk about it and just aren't specialists in this stuff and probably shouldn't be talking about it. So I figured if we were going to talk about it, we got to have you on. Well, how about I spin it a little bit to where it's not necessarily the dreaded taxes? Because really, ultimately, it's best to be doing the bookkeeping all year long so you can actually make business decisions and run your business based on your numbers 
And then the taxes are just an afterthought at the end of the year. So if you look at it that way, to where it's just a tool to help you run your business. I mean, yeah, taxes are no fun. They suck, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, keeping keeping track of the information is very beneficial for a business. So, you know, it just kind of depends on which way you think about it. I think that makes me feel worse about it. (laughs) 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 Because it's like I'm fucking up every day as opposed to just (laughs) once a year. Just once a year. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, I just got an email from Christy with my my monthly profits, my affiliate sales, Mm -hmm. and my profits and loss. I haven't looked at any of those. Oh, okay. Uh, Hopefully... Hopefully we're in the green. I would imagine we are. Yeah, it's some preliminary numbers, you know, yeah. just to kind of get you an idea. I know, I know, I know. I gotta, I gotta go through your list. So, I, don't, I mean, do you want to talk about that? Like what you're doing now? Yeah. Or how you have transitioned to what you're doing? Yeah, that'd be fine. Um, yeah. So I've been doing, I've been doing accounting, all forms of accounting, whether it's taxes, bookkeeping, business management, the whole nine yards for um going on 30 years i mean i've been doing this since you know college i went straight out of high school into this um and so i've been in public accounting and then more recently the last 16 years i've been working in with a family that owns a variety of businesses so i took care of all the accounting for those businesses and so you know i don't like to think necessarily that this is my midlife crisis but I did quit my job and yes. in order to do this accounting from home for small businesses in order to help them both understand their finances, help them run their business with their numbers um, and be better prepared so that, you know, like some friends that we know might be the weekend before the 15th he might be sitting there tallying up his PayPal accounts. Is that Austin? No, I would never, I would never, you know, specify anybody like that. Um, so it's not Austin. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, but anyway, so what? my point being, you know, it's good to kind of keep track of the numbers all year long so that you have something to work with as you're going each month and then have the tax information ready for the tax return. So that's what I'm doing. So as of the end of July, I quit my job and I'm working from home. So rather than my hour long commute each way, I've got uh, about a dozen steps up to my upstairs of my house and um, taking care of, of all the bookkeeping for a variety of clients. So that's nice. That's my new business that I have um, I've started and, and yeah, so I'm helping. That's awesome. Out. Nice. So yeah. So I, I'm your I'm your first client. Oh or? no, uh-uh, no. I've had no. a variety of clients. I, I've had some clients ongoing for you know for a long time, um, okay. but this year I just started this summer. I started adding more on and just setting up more of a system so that gotcha. as I get clients coming on, because there's a lot involved. I got to make sure I've got contracts and you know a system to pay because. Not everybody's right here. The folks that I've worked with before are here, so they're local clients. So I mm-hmm. visit, you know, meet with them in person, as opposed to folks that I can work with all over the country. So there's just some, you know, some legwork that had to be done on the front end to get things a little more structured 
And mm. uh, so then I could expand it because, yeah, that's my full time job now to help help folks with all of their bookkeeping. And then whenever they're ready to have their taxes done, I can help do that. I'm not actually living the tax preparer life. I don't want to do income taxes. So, um, mm. so, but I, I'll definitely help with whoever the tax preparer is to any of the questions, help them get things up and running and make sure everything is covered. But I don't actually want to live that life because that's a lot more hours than I want to put in, in actual mm. preparing income taxes anymore. So, but I do have, like if folks need a, a tax preparer, I've got some ladies that I worked with for a long time that, um, that could definitely help in any state, you know, they're, they're local here in either Arkansas or Missouri, but they could cover any state. They do all the multi-states. So, so yeah, so that is my, um, that's my new little world. Nice. So where do we begin with? You want me to like explaining this to everyone? All right. Yeah. All right. So like if we looked at it from a business, I just trying to think how to start too. Um, what year did taxes come around? Let's start the very <laughs> beginning. Well, they came in super heavy <laughs> with the wars way back early. I don't quote me on what the exact year it is. I know in 1944, the tax rate was 94% of everything over $200,000. But that's just, that was just one of my ran, random posts on my, uh, Instagram page the other day. Um, I mean, I'm not a fan of taxes. Don't get me wrong. I, I hate it. I think the most important thing for anybody that's running a business, I think the most important thing is to pay attention to the details. M put some effort into the bookkeeping or have somebody that does. Because I know folks are like, oh, well, what's, what's the best way to, for me to save on, your tax on my taxes? The best way as a business to save on your taxes is actually pay attention to all the details. Track everything whether it's mileage or whether it's a home office deduction or whatever, make sure you're actually paying attention to all the details and getting all of that included. Because if you're missing stuff, if you're missing expenses, then you're paying more in taxes and nobody wants to do that. I mean, nobody wants to do that. So I think the, the first step is to just make sure you're catching everything. So that's my yeah, it was that. pretty crazy once we started setting everything up and like <laughs> actually seeing all those numbers like being recorded and everything. And like, I'm even looking through this stuff now and I'm like, I'm like, man, I, I just had no idea. You know, yeah. I, I just totally wasn't doing any of this right. So. Well, and not everybody goes into the expecting a business to grow like with content yeah. creators. They might not expect to, I, I never, right. I certainly never expected to right. get out of it what I am. Right, you know? exactly. So I think the important thing at the beginning is to set yourself up for the long-term win because it, it will it will help out as you go. So set up a separate bank account in a business mm -hmm. name and only, and then totally separate all your stuff. And mm -hmm. I know that's a real you know, pain in the butt, especially because a lot of times I know even like the one paycheck I got from Facebook, I didn't have it set up as a business because I'm like, it was just kind of at, you know, I wasn't expecting it. Right. So I didn't do it. But I think if it looks like it's going to develop into something, then I think it is important to start planning early. And like this year for 2023, anything over $600 that gets paid 
you know, they're issuing 1099s. If you're making money on any of these electronic services, you know, like, you know, Etsy, PayPal, or, or even Facebook, uh, TikTok, any of those, if you're making 600 bucks, they're going to issue you a 1099. And then yeah. guess what? You got to put that on an income tax return because if you don't, they will match that up. The IRS will, because it's getting reported from the other side. It's getting reported from Etsy and PayPal and TikTok and all those guys. And then the IRS is like, whoa, ho, ho, this has your social security number on. Where is that number on your income tax return? And they're going to get you. So yeah. I, I, God, this is the most gloom and doom episode it ever, is. isn't it? I mean, yeah, that's what gosh. we're going to call it. Gloom, gloom and doom. And doom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Prepare to lose your homes and <laughs> have your cars repossessed. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Christy, to explain how bad life can be. But if you, you know, God help you. <laughs> if you stay ahead of it, you know, it definitely it won't be as bad, it won't be it'll, as bad. It'll be bad. You know, it's only funny because I actually lost my house this year. <laughs> <laughs> my car is pretty close. Oh God! But at least it's not the tax man trying to take it from you. So <laughs> yeah, it's not the tax man. <laughs> so there, there is that you know silver lining. You know, and if you keep track of your stuff during the year, and then before the end of the year, you can figure out whether you actually should spend a little extra money because you want to want to buy something anyway after the first of the year, or it might not be beneficial for you to buy equipment before the end of the year. Unless of course you need, you want to just do that and you need to tell your significant other, honey, in order to save on taxes, I need to buy this laser. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, Otherwise, it's a waste. I mean, I, you know, there's always a possibility. Gone way. Yeah, there's always a possibility that that might need to be said. So, you know, that's why you got to yeah, know your numbers. I'm, looking, I'm always excited to buy dumb shit that I probably don't need. So, <laughs> when you tell me, hey, hey, you need to spend like a thousand bucks or whatever, you know, it's gonna better be, set up a be all right. Better set up another cyclone sale like right at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Just to help everybody out. <laughs> but, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. You, you know what I mean? Because mm. different people, different situations, whether they want to spend a little money before the end of the year or whether they need to or whatever. If somebody is selling something, put yourself a little a little end of year closeout or whatever you want to call it. A little discount on the end. And you might uh, get a few extra sales just because folks are wanting to plan for a little tax savings. I'm going to call it. It's a write-off sale. <laughs> hey, dude, <laughs> you're that's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's a pencil yeah. sharpener. <laughs> you needed yeah. it. Yeah, I used to be excited about getting tax returns, and now I'm like, oh yeah, that's not happening. About just yeah, I, I, yeah, I figured that. But <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like on the you know, yeah. on the other end, basically. I get it like before the end of the year now. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, you know, it's a good problem to have in order, you know, if, if a person is making enough money that they owe taxes, then they're making money. So they're making more than they're paying out. I mean, yeah. I guess I know that's still a tough pill to swallow, but it kind of is a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. Now, what about uh, like so? Your services mm -hmm. is that something that I can write off? Absolutely. Is that like oh, jeez? Yeah. So you'd be crazy. 
Yeah. Are you ready for this? Okay. You would be crazy not to sign up. Exactly. And have Christy take care of all your accounting. Exactly. You get regular reports, know what your numbers are, and that is also a tax deduction. Mm. That's the biggest win-win right there. Awesome. Save on headaches, stresses. Yeah, all that. it's got to be pretty annoying having to keep messaging me, though, and asking me to fill shit out. And... Nah, it's not too bad. And actually, I mean, once we get these first I'll get, I'll get with you. first couple, uh, you know, this first, the beginning started. I mean, we've only been doing this for a month now. Um, yeah. Once we get that bulk of this stuff set up and in a pattern, it's, mm-hmm. it, you're not going to hear from me that often. Sorry. I know you're probably like, oh, yeah, Christy's messaging me again. That's fantastic. So I'm going to probably start neglecting you after you're just not going to hear from me because we're going to have things so smooth. Awesome. I'm probably going to be like, oh man, she was tired of me. <laughs> like, screw nah. that guy. I'm not messing with him anymore. Nah. No, I, I've done this for a lot of years and trust me, I've seen it all and uh, dealt with a lot of different situations. So you guys are nothing. You guys are easy. <laughs> Say, Corey, you go, you, do you have a tax tax guy or tax or I whatever? I have a tax account? lady. <laughs> you got a lady for everything. I do. Cool lady, tax lady. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I got any other ladies. I guess I don't. <laughs> I got two ladies. <laughs> uh, um, well, so yeah, we talked about kind of getting started. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess the bank account is yes. probably something that I really wish I had done early on. And yep. it is hard. Cause then like yeah. you get everything. It's like, you know, every month I feel like I'm adding on a new thing where I'm getting a, an affiliate sale from or, or whatever from them. And it's like, it could be like a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. but it's just one more headache that like you got to try to track. So, well, I think what, uh, when, a, if a person finds themselves in a situation where they're down the road like that, then go ahead and set up that separate bank account. And then things, everything moving forward, transition to that new account. And then as you have opportunities for the back end stuff, start switching that over too. Cause you know, look at it more as a process, not like a roadblock, you mm-hmm. know, to go ahead and set up the account and then just all of the new stuff. Cause you know, whether it's affiliate links and, you know, Instagram and, I mean, I know there's like a zillion different ways to get paid on uh, in any of this content creator or maker stuff, but just kind of like, okay, I'm going to set up the account mission accomplished now, anything new, because especially if you're getting paid a bunch of different directions, then at least you've got where you're going from here. You've got something started. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm going to do that then. Okay. Very good. And so, when should I, when should I nag you about it? Like next week or should I give you two weeks? Yeah. Okay. Ne- next week. Next week. Let's, okay. Let's, you can start right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't gotten it. So. <laughs> now it's a holiday weekend coming up. So, you know, I'll at least give him, I'll give oh, him yeah. a full week. Oh uh, yeah. See, so I'm not even going to be able to call on Monday and <laughs> yep. I better give it like two or three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, one week. You got one week. No, oh, no. All right. That's Labor Day, right? Yeah. Yeah. It means the pools are closing. Oh, yeah. It's going to be rough. Does that mean the weather's <laughs> actually going to cool off, though? I mean, like, you know. Probably not. As opposed to 115 degrees or whatever. 
but yeah. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty cool here today. We got a. Uh, well, it was like a hurricane, and I guess it. Oh yeah, you guys switched over that. to a tropical storm. Yeah. Um, somebody posted a video in one of like the local groups, and they're just driving down the road, and this little tornado comes through, grabs the car in front of them, and just flips it over onto the car next to it. Oh wow! It's the craziest thing I've ever seen, and uh, you know nothing too crazy here yet. Had some pretty good winds and stuff, but I was worried that like I wasn't going to be able to record. But uh, <laughs> so far, so good. So hopefully. I, I prefer when the storms are like during the day, like, cause I just don't want to be sleeping at night with yeah. like all sorts of crazy shit going on, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Has it, has it passed you yet or it's still on its way? I think it's on its way. It's like, mm. like early in the morning, like, like mm. late tonight, early morning oh, okay. tomorrow, it'll be, be hit. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. That's, that's no fun. Yeah probably be slinging car parts and shit all around my yard <laughs> get up tomorrow morning and there'll be like a model a three <laughs> houses down or whatever yeah that would be kind of sad make sure you you know do whatever you can to bolt that thing down if nothing else or anchor it down mm-hmm. somehow can't you like you know attach it to some anvils or something you know just kind of it's it in god's hands now <laughs> a little extra weight let's <laughs> see what happens it's gonna, it's I'm, gonna not, land I'm not going here. out there it's going to land in your neighbor's yard and they're, they're going to come complain. Yeah. <laughs> You've been yeah, complaining I got, about their car. I got, the, I got these neighbors, like they just moved in. And if you guys listen to the fire and steel podcast and heard me complaining about this, I'm sorry, but they just moved in and <clears throat> they've been having all this construction done and whatnot. And like every day we'd come home and there was just cars everywhere, like cars, trucks, all sorts of stuff. One day I come home and they got their truck like pulled up on, um, or, or the construction company's truck with a trailer pulled up on the left side of the road, right in front of my mailbox, but like pulled up coming the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And then they got the gate for the trailer in front of my driveway. Oh, so like I'm backing in and I'm like, man, I should just run this thing over. I, I didn't. <laughs> And then I look and they got like wood laying in my yard and whatever. I'm like, I'm like, man, these guys are just putting shit wherever they want, you know, themselves at home. Yeah. So what really set me off was I watched the mailman come and drive right by my house and not stop because they were blocking the mailbox. Oh, that's no good. So finally, I said something to that guy, the, the construction guy or whatever, the contractor. And he like runs over to the mailman as they're coming down the other side of the road and gets my mail for me and like brings it up. I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, just don't park there. You know, like you don't got to do any of this stuff. Like, so then they like, I'm in the backyard one day and there's just a truck in my driveway and they're like unloading stuff out of it. And I like heard some noise. So I was seeing what was going on and the owner of the house, the new owner is like running up the driveway to like check with me and see if it's okay. And I was thinking like, well, I mean, shit, you're already in the driveway, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever. Like, I guess it's easier to get, get forgiveness than permission. And, uh, mm-hmm. but now like they never park in their driveway. They have a, at least a two car driveway. Like you could fit probably four cars in there. There would just be some block in it, but you could have fit at least two and not have a problem because there's, um, you know, two garage doors and whatever. And like no one else has ever had a problem. Like the, the previous owners 
never parked in the street. They always parked in the garage. Like it was never a problem for them. Hmm. And they parked like with their two passenger side tires on my lawn, (laughs) right by my mailbox. As like, I came home yesterday and saw that I'm like, whose freaking car is that? And it was theirs. And I went over to their house to like, ask them what was going on. And they didn't answer the door, even though they were there. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know, like that really bothers me that they're just like parking in my yard. And like, if you need to park in the street, why can't you park in front of your own house? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why are, why are you parked in front of mine to begin with? But why are you blocking my mailbox? Like they're right next to the mailbox. And it's just, I don't know, maybe it's really petty, but it drives me nuts. I'm going to go take, uh, uh, what's that stuff? Uh, anti-seize compound for like <laughs> assembling uh, uh bolts together and put it under their door handles i don't know <laughs> if you guys have ever used that stuff like no. it like multiplies like as you as you touch it it like just keeps spreading like it never <laughs> stops spreading so you know like you get it on your hand and then it's on your steering wheel and then it's on your face and then it's on the windows of the car and then you know you get out and you you can't get out because it's all over your hands so <laughs> then you get it on the inside door handle and like I, I don't think anything stops that stuff from spreading so you should leave them a terrible. note that says all of that <laughs> <laughs> that's the threat this is gonna get everywhere yeah i should leave a note with a brick <laughs> now i do have to say none of anything that you just spoke about is a tax deduction on your business so you know retaliating against your neighbors is not is not you a know tax what else deduction. i wanted to do what if i what if i buy a bunch of junk vehicles and <laughs> put them in their yard and i make a video about it is that a tax deduction <sighs> that's a little bit of a stretch there the key is ordinary. Yeah, I think you convert yeah. it right. <laughs> the key is ordinary and necessary. If the expense that you're looking at is something that's ordinary and necessary for your type of business, then it falls into there. But I mean, what's ordinary when it comes to content creation? Well, you see that what's that guy's name? Whistle and Diesel. He lights Ferraris and shit on fire. So, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and and the reality of it is, it is a little bit of a gray area. Um, I think though, like if somebody's making like me five hundred twenty-two dollars from Facebook, but if I would have spend, you know, fifty thousand dollars buying crap to make a five hundred dollar video, I think the IRS might be like, hmm, I don't know that that was really, you know a smart choice on, uh, on my business plan there. So it, it is a little bit of a gray area, but um, I don't know that that's ordinary or necessary, but if the guy, the whistling diesel or whatever, if he's making Buku bucks, then he's got Buku bucks to spend on that kind of stuff. So hmm. yeah, it's a little gray. Hopefully they don't start analyzing mine. Cause they'll see like uh, you spent 30 bucks on a few bags of concrete and made, you know, <laughs> $15,000 and then you bought an entire shop's worth of tools and have made 37 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's part of the big picture. You know, it all, it all groups in together and there was more, you know, there was a few tools you used for that concrete, those concrete videos. So yeah, I think you're, true. I think you're probably safe there. And you know, you, you have people hating on it, on all of your videos. So even, you know, whether it's an extra anvil that you need or your induction forge, 
I mean, mm. I, I think you're making a little bit on each of those type of tools. Yeah. So I think you're probably safe. I think you're probably safe. All right. <laughs> well, I don't know. What else? What else do they need to know about taxes? Uh, they need to know. They need to know that if they're making money throughout the year, they need to be making estimated tax payments, which is, mm. I know I keep beating the dead, I, dead. That was something I had never heard of before. Yeah. I know I keep beating the dead horse about keeping track of your, um, of your money as the year goes on, your income and expenses besides needing to know what your books look like or what your finances look like throughout the year in order to run your business, you do have to keep an eye on how you're doing financially because if at the end of the year you're going to owe too much in tax in proportion to what your normal tax situation is, you do need to pay in estimated tax payments. Otherwise, you could be, there could be a penalty whenever you file your income tax return. Now, what is the penalty? Just that you don't have the money to pay it? Well, or, if, or if you it don't like- if you don't pay it throughout the year in a timely manner, so it, and, and a tax preparer would actually do the calculation. Or in your case, I'll look at those numbers with you. Um, but you'll ha- you need to look at what your what your normal situation is for filing your income tax return, whether you get a refund back or whether you pay in or whatever, and then. Mm-hmm. If you're going to owe more than $1,000 based on your business income in this situation, if you're going to owe more than $1,000 and you've not paid it in during the year, then there's a, depending on the calculation, there's a chance that you can have a penalty when you file your income tax return for um, under, for not paying enough on your quarterly estimated tax payments. So, I mean, yeah, keeping up with your books is important for multiple reasons, both running your business and determining whether you're going to owe um, quarterly estimated tax payments, which they're due April 15th, June 15th, September 15th, and January 15th. So so we're just going to worry about that next year then, right? No, we're going to worry about it September 15th is when we're going to worry about it. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, because I mean, it and that's, like I said, that's why you need to know what your numbers look like throughout the whole year and then plan accordingly, pay in a little bit and then, you know, monitor it as you go. But depends on how, what, what your income is, what your expenses are. If you've got extra, you know, mileage deductions, home office deductions um, or other not business related things, if you've got, you know, your spouse has a lot of money withheld from, I know you're not married, but I mean, in other people's situations where the spouse might have a lot of taxes withheld out of their W-2, out of their regular paycheck. So then that might cover some of what the business owner in the marriage, what they're owing in taxes. So, and I know it kind of sucks because all of these situations are very specific to each person. And that's mm-hmm. another reason why it's very important to keep track of your stuff and then have a tax professional that handles or at least can advise you on what your estimated tax payment should be and how things are going as the year goes on. So, yeah, that's another thing to definitely keep in mind because third quarter estimated tax payments are coming up April or um, September 15th. Now, if a person has their tax return extended from last year and they've not filed that return, 
Uh, that's coming up due in October. But whew, don't wait. People that extend their tax returns and then just wait till the last minute to file them, don't do that. That's just that's just asking for it. Because if you if you owe um, if you if you owe on that tax return, then there's extra penalties and interest for not having paid in enough by April 15th when the tax return was originally due. Because some folks mm-hmm. think, oh, I'll just extend my tax return. Extending mm-hmm. your tax return does not mean you can you're you're allowed to extend the time that you make your tax payment if you owe taxes at that time. So you definitely need to make sure you know what your numbers are going to shake out to be when you do actually file your income tax return by April 15th. So that's more fun, exciting, exciting tidbits of, of information. Look at Corey's face. I know. (laughs) I'm just like, why, why do we have guests like this on? When he told me we're talking about taxes, I'm like, fuck, do we have to? Like, can I just wait a few more months before I have to think about that? Yeah, I know. But now, now I'm like, uh, this is going to be the worst text because <laughs> I'm going to have to figure out the divorce stuff, how we're splitting, like the which kids, and I'm like, uh, this is going to be the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's um, yeah. It's going to be my least favorite taxes ever. Well, maybe not ever. Uh, I don't know. They always <laughs> suck. You know, Yet. they all they all suck. But um, but yeah. yeah, that's something you definitely have to think of. You know, from a business owner's perspective, yeah. And then, you know, as, as a business becomes really, you know, successful enough, I know that some folks say, um, you should get an S corp. And I know maybe this is going down a a road that we don't necessarily want to go to, but you know, when you start out a business, you typically start out with an LLC, Mm -hmm. but once you become successful to where you should be paying yourself payroll as the business owner, there are the next steps to do. Um, so that's why it's important to set up your LLC at the beginning, because then, then as your business becomes more successful, then you transition into an S corp because there are tax benefits to that down the road. So those are, you know, just important parts of the process, which is why it's important to have somebody that can kind of help walk you through that process. Cause that's the goal. Ultimately make more money, you know? Right. That's what they tell you every year when, when I put on the little thing that I have a business and they're like, oh, you're writing off a lot of stuff here. You know, the goal is to make money. I'm like, all right, okay, I'll dial it back a little bit. Yeah, there is a balance there. I mean, if somebody is constantly losing money, you know, they're they're always losing money. At some point in time, the IRS could say, whoa, ho, ho, that's a hobby. That's not a business. And then they're going to disallow all your expenses. So there is a fine line between hobby and business and they're handled completely different on income tax return. Mm -hmm. So if, if someone is just a hobby, that's fine. And they're making Mm -hmm. a little money off of that. That's all fine and well, but if you're a business, you need to be committed to improving your business success and ultimately make money. Bought a bunch of concrete this year, so I am committed. <laughs> I think that's quite clear. Oh yeah, the, the and I think I think you mentioned it, mentioned it in maybe the last podcast or something, or maybe in one of all of our conversations in general. Content creation is a way of life. It's like you live that mm-hmm. because it's like all encompassing for the most part. 
And I think it was at Pawpaw Ridge. He's like, this is the hardest I've ever worked for this amount of yeah. money in my life. <laughs> yeah. True. Cause it's, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it literally never stops, you know, right. cause it's, it, it's all based off how much effort you put in. Mm-hmm. So if you can spend 10 more minutes doing it, you know, you could put out a video that makes you $10,000, yeah. you know, yeah, and, and just not doing and not recording that one little thing, you know, you would never know. So yeah, it can be, be pretty wild. It's pretty, pretty stressful for something that really probably shouldn't, shouldn't, <laughs> or most people at least wouldn't look at as something stressful, you know, right. like I said, it just, it never stops, you know, yeah. you're always, cause you know, ne- you never know what you're going to make. I mean, last month I made a ton of money and I don't think, I'll, I don't know if I'll ever make that much money again, but who knows, you know? Right. And then looking in the other opportunities, like the t-shirt, you know, you're wearing Pawpaw Ridge's t-shirt there and you know, setting up all of that kind of stuff on Amazon with your storefront and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. It takes time and energy and, or, Mm -hmm. you know, making the, um, you know, selling anything on Amazon. If you're going to do a journal or you're going to do anything like that, it is time consuming because you've got a lot of details to set that up. I mean, I know I had just, I had done it for my grandma's journal, but that it wasn't like a public for the public to purchase. It was just a family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how I've had ex- some experience in that, um, the, the publishing self publishing process, but that's a ton of work and hopefully it could be beneficial and, you know, folks will make a little money off of that, but those kind of things, they can be great, you know, revenue producers, but it's all about the time. That's your exchange mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, definitely been interesting to learn all this stuff and figure everything out. But yeah. Would you guys have thought a year ago? I mean, just like, you know, here we are the end of August a year ago. Would you guys have thought you're where you are right now? I'm sure Corey. (laughs) (laughs) I can't can't help but the last (laughs) (laughs) could not have pictured this. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant. You know what I mean? Nope. Didn't see it coming. (laughs) No, I get get what you're saying though. I think we lost Chris. Sorry about that. I didn't see, I didn't see it coming either. So Uh, for you, I mean, also for me. Right. No, it's definitely, it's been a wild, it's been a wild year. Like I I think this is going to be one of those years I look back on and I'm like, what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. in good and bad. Cause I right. mean, the business has been a fucking roller coaster of awesome. And then, Whoa, what's going on? And then awesome. And then, you know, the divorce and then, and now it's back on like the, Oh, it's going good. So yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a weird, it's been a weird year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a year ago, I never, I never would have guessed that I was going to switch chain, you know, leave my job to do, to do this self-employed. Cause I mean, I started with, um, right after makers camp, I posted on that Tuesday after makers camp, I did my first tax tip Tuesday on my twisted twine page. And I think at the beginning of, of that little clip on, as a story, I'm like, Oh, okay, well I'm going to do a tax tip Tuesday. Maybe that'll be something. And then I went into, you know, those type of trips like out to makers camp, if you're running a business, it can very much be a tax deduction. And so that was just Mm -hmm. a random post on a Saturday 
and I had, or on a Tuesday <laughs> and I had, you know, great feedback. And so then I just, every Tuesday was kicking that out. And then at the first of the year, I'm like, you know, maybe I should split this off from my business or from my woodworking account and set up the text, you know, from my CPA side, because I do get a lot of questions and I'm absolutely open, you know, to anybody that wants to, you know, shoot me a message with questions or, or whatever, because I, I understand that most people, well, nobody enjoys this besides weird people like me, you know, this is not something that's fun. Um, and it's not something that's taught in any other you know, if, if yeah. somebody's going into some other business endeavor, most of the times they're not learning the basics of bookkeeping or taxes or anything along that line. So I'm I'm more than happy to field any questions or it, it, at least try to help them out a little bit on some of the basics. But um, I think people are even afraid to ask the questions, especially in public. Oh, right. Because like, they're like, oh, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, gonna admit to doing something wrong here. Like, forget yeah. it. I'm just not gonna ask, and I'll just continue going about doing it. However, I've been doing it. Yeah, you know? IRS agent's gonna pop out of the bush and be like, "Yeah, here's your audit." <laughs> yeah, we heard what you said on the makeshift podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, and even like stuff like some folks are like, "Oh, I use QuickBooks," which is, I mean, that's what I use. I use to keep track of everything. I do it for my own household bookkeeping as well, as well as all the clients that I work on. Um, and it is a great software, but it needs to be babysat. I mean, yes, it links into the banks, most of the bank accounts, but not all of the bank accounts. Some of them have problems with those, you know, those um, automatically sending it into QuickBooks with those links. So, yes, people can use it, but it really has to be babysat and monitored and know what they're looking at to make sure that things are being posted correctly because, you know, sometimes a person might transfer money from one bank account to another account or from PayPal to their personal bank or their business bank account or whatever. And if they're not, if the person's that handling the QuickBooks, if they're not paying attention to exactly what those type of transfers were, they might accidentally call it income. And now all of a sudden you, you're way overstated on your income or just things are just posted way out of whack and they're not properly recorded on your your profit and loss statement. And if you're missing expenses because they're coded somewhere way out, not in the right place, or you've got stuff included in income that's really not income, you got a mess there. And so that's why if someone's going to use QuickBooks, that's great. But they really need to have a handle on how things are working in the background and make sure things are going in the right places in order for it to really be accurate for them to work off of. Yep. I'm exhausted <laughs> mentally and physically. So do we think we probably have maybe five <laughs> listeners left in this episode? I mean, they're, they're probably driving their car just like <laughs> that thousand mile or thousand yard stare. Just like, what am they're I like, doing to myself? Man, I wish like, a tornado would just pick me up yeah. right now and throw me into that other car. <laughs> they're like, I'm screwed. I'm shutting down the business. It's, <laughs> it's not worth it anymore. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's all better, though, once you get somebody that can just handle this stuff for you. Because yeah. I would literally want nothing to do with that stuff. I, th I think like, that's the goal to any business is right. to try to give off 
as much shit as you can. Take it off your plate. <laughs> well, and that, that's true. I mean, because I mean, there's other stuff you guys need to be doing besides your book. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to think about a a single entrepreneur. Like you got to give them props for trying at all because all of the stuff that we've talked about, not only the taxes and everything you have to do to set up your business to have to succeed, but your marketing, your your social media. Like if you're one person doing all of that and you have a decent handle on it, good fucking job. Right, <laughs> right. There's so much shit. <laughs> so many yeah. obstacles. Yeah. Well, and if somebody if if that entrepreneur is focused on their bookkeeping for, you know, however many hours a week, that means they're not investing that time into developing new things mm-hmm. that they're selling or additional content that they're creating or they're not spending time with their family or who are their significant other or whoever, which is also an important part of that whole process. You know, they've got other things to do besides their bookkeeping. Corey's yep. face just says it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame that this is not a video format. Yeah. Oh, it is actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll definitely be posting video from the <laughs> part where his eyes are just glazed over and he's just like, am I doing to myself? I was like, shit, which one of those things was it that I was doing that I neglected the other things I should have been doing? (laughs) (laughs) Corey's going to go get a job at Walmart. (laughs) Door greeter. (laughs) No, that's too much peopling for me. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Do they even do that? I'll be in the back moving boxes. I don't think so. I think they're still there, but they're not, they're not friendly. (laughs) There's a bunch of people standing around by the door, (laughs) but uh, they don't say shit to you when you walk in. Yeah, now it's kind of surprising when there is a friendly one. You're like, "Fuck's wrong with you?" <laughs> now you walk in, and they're like, "Yeah, what are you about mean, to steal?" Yeah, me. Like, hold on, dude, I haven't even thought about it yet. <laughs> but now that you mention it, I could use. Yeah. Oh man. You ever feel suspicious, even when you're not doing anything wrong, but just because there's somebody like that there? Like, I went in the bank the other day to deposit money, and the security guard gave me like an eye, like. He, like he like he's this big fucking guy, but he's like he's in between the doors. Like they have two double doors, two more, so it's like a, a little entryway, you know, pass through thing. He's in there, and he's just like staring me down, and gives me this, you know, like hello or you know, greeted me. But I was like looked at him, and he's just like looking into my soul. I'm like, dude, I'm not even about to rob the place. Like I'm giving you guys money. <laughs> But don't you think he sees so few people actually come into the bank anymore? He's like, okay, this guy is sketchy because he's actually walking inside of the well, bank. Why does this guy have cash? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. What does he dealer. do? Yeah. yeah. You better make sure you're not depositing $10,000 out of whack. Cause yeah, <laughs> that's a whole nother subject. Mm. It wasn't that much. Okay. Though. Good. To- <laughs> Stagger that a little more. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe we should take a break real quick, and uh, I'll try to regain consciousness here, or Corey can, and uh, I'll read the the patrons. Man, I am exhausted. <laughs> um, if you would like to help support our podcast, you can do so by checking us out over at patreon.com slash makeshiftpodcast. Uh, we got a couple different levels that you can support us at there. The top one will get you into a group chat on Instagram. Well, this is probably something else I got to give you for my taxes, Christine. Yes, I have that on my list of questions. Yes. <laughs> Man, it just never stops. <laughs> Anyways, we also read everyone's name out every week. And 
I'm going to do that right now. We've got Keith Drennan from Blackthorn Concepts, Ed Johns from ButtJoints.com, JJ's Repair, Green Street Joinery, Michael Nye, Brenda, Chad's Custom Creations, Mike from Pixels to Prototype, Toby Merle of UK Knife Maker Supply, Henry Davis of H21 Metalworks, Woodland Iron, David Beckwith, Matthew from Archiano Serio, uh, Jake Largan from Metal Chefs Customs, uh, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Adam Coonrat, David Wood, The Grant Alexander, Austin Saunders, Brad at Brad's Customs, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge, Scott Orm from Dad It Yourself DIY, BexArmory.com, and The Waffle Beaver. And we've also got to thank our show sponsor, Pwn CNC. You can find them at pwncnc.com. And if you're into CNC routers and, and anything CNC related, you're definitely going to want to check them out. They have all sorts of different work holding solutions, just different clamps that'll work with your wasteboards and whatnot. Um, they got the bit setter, which really helps you set everything up faster and gets all your bits to the same length, uh, or the speed setter. I'm sorry. That's the speed setter that they have. Uh, they got, uh, spindles that are all pre-wired and ready to go for different machines. So if you've got a Shapoko or uh Onefinity or anything, they'll have you covered for that. So like I said, make sure you check them out at pwncnc.com. Yeah. Thank you guys. I used a couple of the PWNCNC uh, little 3D printed clamps that they have. Oh, nice. I think I got them in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. But they came in perfect for this job I was working on where they just held down the part and they were out of the way. And the new guy was like so blown away by him. I guess he's, he's never seen them because they're just those, you know, the little slotted clamps that you put a screw through or whatever. And he's like, whoa, those are awesome. I'm like. <laughs> Yep, they're pretty awesome. <laughs> I like the uh, like toe clamps. Those are the yeah. ones I like. Oh yeah, just a little tiny shelf that like catches mm. stuff, so it's not really in the way of your, uh, you know, bit coming around. And I mean, if you do hit one, fortunately, they're just three D printed plastic, so yeah, doesn't uh, doesn't mess anything up. But where are they located yeah. at? They're in Arkansas. Uh, that's Arkansas. what I was thinking. You, you missed them. Well, okay, <laughs> that's kind of what I was thinking that they are here in Arkansas somewhere. But I can't remember, man. I'll have to ask him again because I, I I planned on going down there at some point and checking it out. Mm-hmm. But I don't know when they're when they're ready for that. I think yeah. he was uh, Daniel was going to have like an open house or something, but oh, cool. I haven't heard any more about that yet. So I'm going we'll to go if I ever get my CNC actually up and running. I'm going to need some of those parts for it. But you know, I'm going on what <sighs> two years, three years, whatever mm-hmm. that I've not, you- I've not turned it on yet. So you know. Do, do you need me to come out and look at it and just yes. say, oh, yeah, tighten your belts like I did to Austin? <laughs> oh, I'm going to need more than that. I mean, I've not even, like, flipped a switch to turn it on. I don't even oh, know that nice. I've got all – I don't – I just haven't taken the time to, um, you know, dig into it yet. But mm. Which uh, which CNC is it? The Shapoko. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, you're going you're gonna to be like the Shapoko setup wizard, Corey. Getting everybody yeah. set up with them. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You do my taxes <laughs> – I'll come turn on your CNC <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's turned on. See you later. Here's all my paperwork. Yeah. Here's Good luck. Shoe. It's just a bunch of receipts out of a yeah, Ziploc bag. Oh, dear in Jesus. In a shoebox. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dear Jesus. Thank God everything is digital now. Yeah. Because, like, oh, I mean, yeah. sure, you still get receipts and stuff from some places. But, like, everything else, you know, like, you go to Home Depot and they just know. They're like, oh, this is you. We'll, we'll attach to this account. It doesn't matter like 
what card you're using. Like, right. I can get a new card, and they're still like, oh, yep, this is still you. We know. I don't know how the hell they know all this hmm. stuff, but. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it, it definitely uh, makes it a whole lot of that paper trail. Makes it a whole lot yeah. easier. Yeah, I just print off my statements, my monthly statements. I don't even yeah. try to keep the receipts. Mm. Well, that would also be good, but that's, you know. I mean, I keep them, but I shove them all in my glove box. Okay. And who knows how many years <laughs> worth are in there. Well, at least, you know, uh, if you're going to. You want to audit bucket, me? Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I've, I've been on some audits back in my public accounting days. And uh, it was a sales tax audit with a client. And um, he, he, the, he, was, he was an ass in general. <laughs> and so. The, he deserved everything he got. Well, I, you know, I was doing, I was, I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do that. We're going to do good. We're going to do good. And this lady come in, the sales tax lady come in. The first thing he did, he stepped out of his side office and he looked at her and he goes, do you want me to bring you my firstborn? And I was like dude i'm like there i can't do anything for you as far as like you know try to help you know the harshness that she's gonna rain down on you (laughs) i mean she took him to the woodshed and and i'm like dude why would you i think he was just trying to you know be all manly or whatever but i'm Mm. like man, you just slit your own throat by doing that. All you got to do is be somewhat nice because they hate their job too. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> the auditors really hate their jobs. So if you could just treat them like a decent human being and try to give them the stuff that they need, you know, things can be worked Cor- around. If Corey ever gets audited, he's going to be like, hey, man, I hate my job too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. I just want you to know we're like this. We're on the same level here. Yeah, that's that's your best bet. Because, yeah, I'm telling you, he just he literally slit his own throat. And I couldn't help him a whole lot after that. But, you know, to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. At least he's got a good story to tell. Like, yeah. yeah, she came in. I offered her my firstborn. And cost she... me about $50,000. Oh, yeah. He got in trouble. That, that kid probably cost him more. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you, you, you got any other good yeah. stories? Uh, I think that's, I think I, that was, I mean, probably the rest of my audit stories are a little close to. I don't know that I could t- tell many more because they were mm. confidential, but I, you know, mm. the sales tax one was kind of funny. I mean, there are situations where I've run into where a client has come back to us and said, wanted us to be their accountants because their bookkeeper ran off mm. and mm. hadn't paid, you know, their payroll taxes for six months. Mm. And I'm telling you, you want to piss off the IRS in a hurry, withhold paying payroll taxes that's the one that'll end you up in jail if you're if you're paying employees and you're not submitting that money that you're withholding the federal withholding social security and medicare if you're not submitting that into the irs like you're supposed to i know more client more former clients that went to jail for that than Mm. any other type of tax evasion yeah they take it very serious when it's payroll related. They will throw you in prison. <laughs> yeah, they they want their money. You don't Prestigious. get to keep their money. <laughs> Raining down, <laughs> fucking fire and brimstone here. You want to go to jail? Is that what you want? <laughs> this is how you do it. Yeah, 
I'm I'm full of good news. I know. <laughs> like the angel so, of death. So basically, just fire your employees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the safest bet? Do everything yourself. Hate your life. Yep. <laughs> but at least you don't go to jail. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's the answer. <sighs> what uh so well i guess that's a good thing what are some other things that catch people up because i heard writing off like an in-home office can be very difficult and that's like something that's kind of guaranteed to get you audited or, or at least increases your chances with anything that you're doing with your income tax return you have to make sure you've got your backup information i mean Make sure you, first of all, make sure you're doing it right. Whatever you're doing on your tax return, make sure it's accurate. Now, home office deductions, they can, they can be done wrong. You know what I mean? Where someone is being way too aggressive because it is an easy target. If it's like, if you're saying that 75% of your home is your business, no, that is a lot of times not the case. You got to make sure that what you're counting as your home office deduction is 100% that area exclusively for that purpose of running your business. You know, like my little space here is for my business and I consider the content creation that I'm doing for my business to also be business related. So my, you know, 10 by 10 square here is my home office deduction, but you've got to make sure that what you are reporting, you can back up if you do get audited. Statistically, I'm not sure if it really is a target or not. The key is just to make sure that you have accurate information in case you are audited. I don't know if that's really the right answer that, you know, that you, or the answer you're necessarily looking for. I don't know if there's one area that's a bigger target than others, but just make sure that everything you're putting on that tax return is accurate because if your numbers are right, then your numbers are right. You can get audited. You submit your information in there with the backup and boom, you're done. So just make sure your your numbers are correct. And then even if you do get audited, there's nothing to worry about because your numbers are right. So let's say I do get audited. Mm-hmm. Do I just say like, here's Christy's phone number? <laughs> it's Christy's fault. <laughs> She's well, got everything. I'll be like, she told me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, okay. Here's, here's how usually it happens. She's a liar. <laughs> here's how usually you'll get a letter. Anybody that says they got a phone call from the IRS, that's spam. Anyone that says they got an email from the IRS, that's also spam. Don't listen to any of that stuff because they're not communicating with you in either of those ways. Initially, they're sending you a letter, a a formal IRS letter that says you're being audited for this time period for this specific section. So then they'll tell you what they're specifically looking for. And so it might be like, okay, on your business, we want to know what made up these numbers. So if you've got if you've got a business that, you know, you've got $15,000 worth of expenses or whatever, they want to know what those expenses are. So then you just print out of your QuickBooks what your expenses are, match up your receipts or download them from your Lowe's bills and your Amazon bills and all those kind of things. Put that stuff all together 
And then whatever way they want you to send it to them, you know, nowadays they might have a way of doing it electronically. I'm not sure, but it used to be that we would have to send it literally paper copies of things that we had to print out. So the most important thing is don't panic. You know, a lot of times it's just either a matching issue or it's just you just luck of the draw or whatever. So just make sure that you have your numbers together and then make it as easy as possible on the on the auditor as po- I mean just make it as easy as possible for them. Have your list of all the transactions that total up to $15,283 of whatever expenses that they're asking you about. You have that little spreadsheet with that little total and then all the receipts or all the backup behind it ship it off to them. They're going to flip through it. I mean, literally just flip through it. They might tally up a few things. Boom, they're done. So you just have to be very, you just have to be able to react to give them what they need in a timely manner and work with them. They're not looking to take your head off. Nobody, none of us are big enough fish for them to like want to skin us. You know what I mean? They're not, we're not that big of fish. They've got plenty of other big fish to deal with where they can land huge amounts on those audits. Any of us regular people that get regular audits, it's either luck of the draw or there's something that didn't match up. Like let's say those 1099s that I was mentioning, cause you get one from, you know, maybe PayPal and Etsy and whatever. If those 1099s were issued and they total up, $50,000 that you that a person got paid from these different income sources. But on your business tax return, your Schedule C, you only have $25,000 worth of income. Dude, you're asking for it right there. You've got to make sure that you've accounted for all your income because they get that stuff like very quick. And they know that you've not recorded all of your income and you will get a letter that says, yo ho, you missed something here. And uh, you either send us the supporting documentation as to why your tax return was filed a certain way, or here's your bill for $5,000 plus $500 worth of penalties. It's not very professional of them to call us hoes. But, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's a, that's a slight interpretation, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that's how an audit goes. I've been, I've been through a number of audits over the years and um, nine times out of 10. And that 10th one was the sales tax guy that I just mentioned earlier, nine times out of 10, they come out clean because we had our ducks in a row and we had all the information that they needed and everyone when everyone went on their merry way they did their job i did my job client did their job it was all good and they don't send like a, a like small businesses like this they don't like send a person to your house right no i, I mean if it goes down long enough and no well no i i've i have yeah. never had that situation where anyone actually shows up without letting them know that they're coming. Now I did have an audit one time where the IRS did want to go to the office to make sure the business was a physical location, which mm-hmm. seemed ridiculous to me. Hmm. So I made sure I was there. I met the, I met the IRS auditor and walked her around. We looked at the furniture because, you know, furniture was on the income tax return indicating that, you know, they had a business because they bought furniture and it was on the tax return. And, um, 
so yeah, she's just like, well, they wanted me to confirm that you had a location. I'm like, okay, yeah, we do. <laughs> so it, sometimes it just doesn't make any sense. But in some cases, they do want to actually physically show up, but they're not going to show up unannounced. Mm-hmm. That That's, yeah, they will coordinate a time for somebody to show up. They're not going to show up unannounced. It's good because I don't answer my doorbell. <laughs> yeah. I know better. Now, you know, if, if somebody shows up at Corey's door this week, we, you know, Chris and I did not coordinate anything. That's <laughs> it's, it's real. If somebody shows up for you, Corey, I'm not answering. <laughs> they probably listened to the podcast and watched the video and saw your reactions. And they were like, that's <laughs> our man. Hiding something. Yeah. yeah. This guy said he's had a rough year, but look out. <laughs> years, years not over, baby. <laughs> and they could go back three years. I mean, typically, typically oh, they can go back three years. So if they're going to audit you for one year, they're going to audit you for three, just because they're going to go for bang for the bucks. <laughs> so I know there's, that's more good note. Good news. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Doom and gloom with Christy. Yep. Doom and gloom. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, I don't know. Is there anything else we need to cover for this? I'm sure everyone is I got, I got a, scared now. They're probably pulled over and they're thrown up on the side of the road. <laughs> I got a uh, doom and gloom story. Uh, oh boy, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I'm sure you can't. Uh, I had to fire a new guy this week. Uh-oh. Fired him yesterday. And that was fun. Firing somebody is pretty exhilarating. Like I've had to fire people before, <laughs> yeah. but when you when you get into it with them, and you're like, "Get the fuck out of here!" That's fun. That's a mm. lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he could not cut a rectangle. Oh, and uh, you, you kind of have to do that in the job. What, that, what was he using to cut the rectangle? So, um, and I I showed him the process multiple times because his his only job is to cut stock to keep the machines running and then to put the stock in the machines and keep the machines running. Mm-hmm. So he's been putting off like cutting the stock and just doing everything else he could. And I'm like, dude, you got to cut more stock because we got to make more parts. Mm-hmm. And so I've showed him how to do it a few times and I've set up the table saw and the chop saw for him multiple times. And this time I was like, all right, this, this is the part we need. I'm going to have you set it up this time. And then here's the process. And I explained it all to him. Like you have a slab of wood. So first thing you got to do is put one straight edge on it. So I have a fixture that I've made that fits on the table saw that has uh, some of those, well, those little clamps, like the cam clamps, cam lock or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, it clamps the slab in there. And then you, that has a nice edge to run against your fence so you, you know, all you got to do is adjust the saw to where the slab's going to clean up one edge and then just clean up a bunch of slabs, stack that wood up one cut each. And then you move your fence to the width cut, which is uh, three, three and a half inches or something. And uh, then you make those cuts. And I'm like, when you do that, though, make sure you check that that, that width cut is right before you cut all the pieces. And, you know, uh, so he's. He's cutting, cutting the wood. He's doing fine with the slabs. And then I come back over and he's ripping the boards to width, but he's doing for one, he, he wasn't checking shit. So I'd stopped him. I'm like, did you, did you make sure that cuts right? Cause you're cutting all of the wood now and you're going to waste all this wood if it's wrong. And he's like, ah, no, I didn't. You didn't tell me to do that. 
I'm like, well, I have told you to do that multiple times. You that has to fit on the Phantom on the CNC machine perfectly in the slot that is its fixture. And uh, so he's he's frustrated about that, that I stopped him. And then I come back a little bit later and he's pulling the boards through from the backside of the table saw, but he's not doing it in like a decent way at all. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I've done that before a couple times. If it's like an odd piece and you got to kind of like get around and pull, like it's not the right way to do it, but he's just fucking yanking it through. Like there's no way this board's against the <laughs> fence at all. It's just like fighting it. And I'm like, dude, what the, what are you doing? I stop him. I'm like that for one, that's super unsafe. And two, there's no way those boards are right. So we go and check them and they're not right. And he's like, well, I just don't understand this. And I'm like, I, okay, but you, I don't know what you're not understanding. You're getting one edge and then you're cutting the width, you know, whatever. So, and then, so I come back over later and he's take, he's took the rectangle that he needs, which is a three and a half by 16 inches or something. And he's just drawing it out with a Sharpie around the slab. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? He's like, well, I got to know where they're at. Like, why do you have to know where they're at? Your fence is set. You're going to get a width cut. You're going to go to the chop saw or the miter saw. Sorry, Austin's going to give me shit for calling it a chop saw. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got a stop block on there for length. So you just cut the board until it's gone. And so at this point, he's getting all, he's just frustrated, getting all pissy with me and then has an attitude with me. And I can't fucking stand an attitude. Like if I'm being patient and I'm teaching and I've told you this a few times, and then you have an attitude with me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not all right with that. <laughs> so I probably lost my cool on him a little bit, but he was like, I just, I just don't fucking get this. And this is after him not showing up for three days in a row. Oh, snap. So last week he just took the rest of the week off and then came back on Monday. Like nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. Just goes and starts doing work. And I'm like, yo, what, what are you doing? He's like, uh, working. Like, uh, why didn't you do that the last three days of last week? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I didn't know if I had to tell you guys when I take personal time off. I'm like, yeah, that's any any job. Anytime an employer is giving you a paycheck, they want to know where you're at during the work week. <laughs> so, where did you find this guy? Uh, I don't know where they found him. <laughs> but he rides a bicycle to work every day. Yeah. So there's there's no telling, which there's nothing wrong with that, but. He lives in a shady part of town. You might soon be riding a bicycle. That's true. (laughs) I've actually. (laughs) So anyway, it was fun. I had to. to, He's like, uh, what he said to me that really irked me was, uh, you know, I've always said there's no such thing as as bad students, only bad teachers. And I'm like, dude, you can't cut a fucking rectangle on on two saws. (laughs) And you told me you're comfortable with saws. Like, it's basically a two by four getting cut to length. (laughs) There's definitely bad students. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a bad student. Or either that or every teacher he ever had his entire life failed him up until this point. Yeah, that's yikes. So that was fun. Doom and gloom for him. You should go go yell at his parents. That's probably what needs to happen. So did you fire him already? Oh, yeah, he's gone. I I told him to get the fuck out of there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And then he uh, he messaged, uh, so Steven, he's the building owner, and he messaged him, and he's like, you know, I I think I could come back and, and just forget about this, and we could go back to work. And Steven's like, no. You, <laughs> no, if you're going to disrespect Corey and piss him off, you're not coming back. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you think so, huh? <laughs> I was like, tell like, him well, to come I mean, back. I'll do it again. 
don't know. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> yeah. As <laughs> soon as uh, he rides his little bike back in the parking lot, I'll be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have any good stories. So no, no doom and gloom there, Chris? No, just about my people parking in my yard. Oh, uh, okay. Goddamn kids in my That's front next- yard. That's your next week's story when when they get their doom and gloom from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we were talking about uh, how the hurricane's probably going to pick up a couple of their cars and like drop it in my front lawn. <laughs> I think we were talking. We weren't talking about that on here, right? We were talking about. I think I was talking about that on the last podcast. I did. Now I'm getting all like. Well, I said that your car is going to get picked up and thrown in their yard. Oh but- yeah. But I didn't listen to the fire and steel one yet. So actually, I was driving home the other day, and he was right behind me. And I'm like, man, how funny would it be if I just pulled into his driveway instead of my own? <laughs> Get out, lock it, walk to your house, yeah. wave at him. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> oh gosh, Ugh. I hate dealing with people. People are the worst. I need to, I mean, really, it's my own fault. Like, I need to not live near people. Like, I need, (laughs) this stuff I do, I don't need to be around people, you know, like, running all these tools and stuff and, you know, whatever. I mean, they got chickens, so they probably don't need to be around people either. That's true. I feel like that's not, like, a a neighborhood thing. I mean, I don't care. Like, I think it's cool. I hear them over there, and I'm like, oh, chickens, haha, you know, and whatever. And I'll see them walking around, you know. (laughs) <laughs> around in the, the yard and whatever and it's pretty funny just seeing them they only got like a couple of them so i don't care i've always wanted some of the little like where they like the white and black ones they like cornish hens or something the little fancy ones yeah yeah they do look fancy but man they just they're they look so gross too it's <laughs> the thing that really yeah um, chickens are gross yeah but they clean deal with all that stuff. Yeah, they well they leave messes, but they. I also mean, well, yeah, unless they scoop bugs. their shit up and yeah, get it out of there, true. like. Uh, yeah. I've got a chicken story, but it's not very uh, PG. <laughs> <laughs> Is it at least a good story? I think it's funny. Not for the chicken. <laughs> all right, let's hear. It. <laughs> Just remember this time, one twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, in case you got to edit it out. Before he started the chicken story. So. The, the the neighbor's dog comes over at one point and just mutilates this one chicken. Oh, and so it's not going to make it. So I go out there to help it along, not making it Ooh. with my pistol. <laughs> a chicken. And yeah. Well, that what else is it going to do? Old. Grab an axe, like I mean, smash it with a shovel or <laughs> a hammer. That seems or worse. I have a gun. It's, okay. I don't I mean, shoot it chicken. very much. You cut its head off. Exactly. I'm with Chris. That seems this. worse. Jesus. That seems worse. I don't want to gro- grab a shovel and chop it. All right, its let's head hear. Off. So I blast it, and we'll see if it's worse. Yeah, so, anyway, so I start blasting. <laughs> so anyway, I start blasting, <laughs> and so I shoot this chicken, and it does not die yet. Of so course, I shoot this not. chicken again doesn't okay. die yet, and I I've, I've shot this chicken in the head a couple times. It doesn't even have a head. It's still but flopping that's the around. Thing. Yeah, well, because you could cut its head off, and it's still going to run around. It probably was dead and was just freaking out. I don't know, but I was already like, "What the fuck's going on?" Like, <laughs> fucking zombie chicken and then this dude and i'm pissed off about the dog coming over here anyway because you know at all the kids were all worked up over which they're not here when i'm blasting this chicken okay that's all, my next question. Yeah. <laughs> they're all worked up about the dog coming over and getting some of the chickens and all that and so i'm dealing with this and and then this and i'm i'm like almost like it's in the country like right. we all have like 
three acres, like, but we're down this road. So a fucking like shady, like homeless dude is walking down the road and asks me for either money or a ride somewhere or something. And I'm like, just look at him. And I'm holding this gun in my hand. And he, he knows I was just blasting this, (laughs) just shooting the ground over here at least or something. And, uh, I'm like, he's like, that looks like my kind of guy. I'm like, dude, now's not really a great time for this. (laughs) And he's like, "Uh, okay, man. And and then it walks off, but I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that was the most random fucking thing. Just what a weird, what a weird time to ask somebody for money. Yeah. But I guess they don't care. They don't have any shame. So did the chicken eventually, did it eventually die? No, it's, it's, it's alive. I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's next all like, Uh, I gave it to the homeless guy. I don't know. (laughs) I, I still think there could have been a quicker way of that, but you know, Hey, I mean, there's so many quicker ways. There's just any other option would have been better. That's my go-to. To shoot it. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. We had, we had like a, what, a, what a caliber fat... was the pistol? <laughs> there was like a 380. <laughs> That's probably why it took so many shots That's to kill this chicken. But I did use a 300 blackout on a mouse one time. That's a different story. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll save that story for next time. <laughs> So, Christy, uh, where can everybody find you? All right. They can find me at uh, Christy Steinman CPA on Instagram or SteinmanAccounting.com on the World Wide Web. And then I also have the Twisted Twine Woodworking Instagram page and then also, well, and then also the other socials for Twisted Twine Woodworking. And then the Making Our Way podcast. We also have an Instagram for that as well, which releases on Tuesdays with Dean and Austin. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, even though you just absolutely ruined everyone's days. Everyone's having a miserable Saturday now. uh, At the end of the year, if you do like a questionnaire, what was the worst episode for the entire year or the one that people, you know, just suffered to have to listen. I think I might be in the contention for that. Yeah. Well, the, the you know, this is, it's just there. Everybody's like, come to Jesus. Peter. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's the problem. Nobody likes to hear that they have to do stuff by the book. That is correct. Especially me, but that's okay. I'm past that point and I'm doing it. So. There we go. If you can do it, everybody Anybody can get can it together. It. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you all next week. All right. See you. Thank you. Bye.